This is episode 20 of the History of Podcast. I'm Robert. And I'm Emma. And today we will be talking about the history of cell phones. Now, before we dive in, let me just plug the YouTube channel. It's also called The History of, and it's just another platform to uh, listen to the podcast. We also have an Instagram, and it's called The History of Podcast, and I think it's pretty cool. You should check it out. Definitely should. As always, we have the egg carton count before getting into the show. And today's egg carton count is... It's uh, 24. Still 24. It's been hurting recently. My dad's buying the the cardboard egg cartons i know it's it's sad maybe yeah, we'll I know. get some other ones we're still too. ahead of the the episode number so we're doing well on that though yeah yeah we're so. working on it but yeah so we're doing the history of the cell phone as you know we could do the entire history of the cell phone but that show would be way too long to cover all the necessary details um just to keep you kept up in the loop we'll do a quick skim over of the telephone um, and its history before the cell phone So, just a few quickies. Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone in 1876. He just barely beat another inventor, Elisha Gray, by a few hours. And uh, Bell's company was called Atlantic Telephone and Telegraph. Sound familiar? Uh, AT&T. Originally, uh, callers were identified by their names, but this changed in 1879, giving birth to the phone number. Uh, Also keep in mind that uh, phone calls had operators who would uh, connect the caller with whomever they wanted to speak to. The first telephone line across the U.S. was finished in 1915. Rotary phones, you know, the ones where you spin the dial, those came out in 1919. Now, by 1927, transatlantic calls were made possible by what was called the radio phone. While the phone itself was not mobile or independent, this was the first glimpse of the cell phone. So sending radio waves across the Atlantic uh, to be able to do a phone call. And in 1947, the transistor was invented by Bell Labs. And this was a big deal because the transistor was the key piece of technology that would make the mobile cell phone possible in the future. In 1951, a direct dialing service was invented, making telephone operators obsolete. And it is necessary to mention um, that AT&T, so remember that was Alexander Graham Bell's company, Mm -hmm. that was a monopoly. Uh, They monopolized the market, and that was split up into several small companies by the government um, called the Baby Bells. That was the name of the companies, and that happened in the 1980s. And that whole story in itself um, is... That could be a history episode, um, but those are those are pretty much the high points of the telephone before the cell phone. To give you an appreciation of how far the technology has come, let's talk a little bit about how cell phones and cellular technology actually work. So I'm not going to give you a headache or myself a headache, um, but you. phones are actually fancy radios, Ooh. and typically in radios, two people are connected by one channel. So only one person can speak at a time. Um, and the phones phones actually use two channels for a call, uh, one for each person. So you'll have, think of it, I'm speaking to you. Uh, say, Emma, you would be speaking to me. So I'm listening to you on one channel. You're speaking on that channel. You know, make, make yeah. sense? And then I'm speaking to you on one channel. And then you're listening on that channel. Each channel is one way, so you need two channels to make it work. Yeah, and it's it's to allow two people to speak at the same time. Mm. Um, and cell phones use higher frequency. 
than something like a ham radio, so more information uh, can be carried over the signal, allowing for better sound quality. However, this higher frequency can't travel as far. It drops off quicker. So cellular towers need to be uh, in between two colors. And uh, like, like internet connections, so uh, we talked about the internet. That was episode nine. Um, but phone signals leapfrog from tower, from phone to tower, to however many towers it needs to go to, back to another phone. And uh, the, think of it as just the towers replace the modems. If you want to hear that explanation, listen to Episode 9, The History of the Internet. And uh, the area that each cell tower covers is called, it is, it's called a cell. Makes it's sense, why they're yeah. called cellular towers, is each one is covered by a cell. Well, the first phone... I, it wasn't the nicest looking thing. It actually looked like a brick. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's a better way to it was pretty, describe it. It was pretty clunky. Clunky. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. It needed a 10 hour charge to last for a 30 minute call. And yeah, just imagine needing charging your phone for 10 hours just to call for 30 minutes. I would absolutely hate that. Yeah. The first cell phone call was made in 1973. And the cell phone weighed almost two and a half pounds. I mean, I mean that's almost how much as I curl at the gym. I mean, I mean that's that's about that's kind of what it comes with with uh, <laughs> you know being that size. Okay, for the record, I curl a little more than two and a half pounds. <laughs> anyway, this is only a proof of concept, and I believe the phone didn't actually come out to the market until 1983. We'll yeah. talk about that a little later. Yeah. Um. But the the beginning of cell phones was analog. Uh, sometime refer- sometimes referred to as 1G, so that was the first generation. Uh, second generation, except no one really referred to it as the first generation then because they didn't know there would be more generations, you know what I mean? Makes sense, yeah. Um, but 2G, second generation, was the conversion from analog to digital. That happened in 1991. Um, but back to the, the generation thing, so 3G was the generation of data. I'm used to seeing that whenever I'm in, like, Apache area and my yeah. phone will go to 3G. Um, but in other words, the focus um, of 3G was less on calls and more on faster data. And all the generations since have been really for increased data speeds, higher mm-hmm. bandwidth, which I read to do some research. I tried reading this book, and the chap- one of the chapters was called Bandwidth. Uh, well, the book was The History of the Cell Phone, so the chapter was called Bandwidth, and it gets into, like ridiculously complicated stuff on the physics of how this works and the waves and it can be be represented by matrices and it was make my head spin yes so there is a use for math even i'm one i'm talking to all the humanities people out there if you're wondering why math exists well this is one reason why (laughs) there was smoke coming out of my ears reading that but all i'm gonna say on cellular data um is that it uses the same towers as cell phone calls but instead of transferring calls, they're transferring information. Again, it's super complicated, um, and we'll talk about more. We'll talk more about four, five um, G, even six G, uh, mm. near the end. All right, back to the cell phone timeline. Mobile phones were never sold to the public until 1983 with the Motorola Dynatac. It looked a lot like the first cell phone, like we mentioned, it looked like a brick, and it costs, you know about four thousand dollars and just if i want to compare that to something i could get a 
pretty nice used car off Craigslist. I mean, think for 4, about 000. new phones now that are infinitely better are a fourth of that. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, the price is going up slowly, but still. still the, yeah. And it was as basic a phone as you can get. And uh, the cell phones weren't really small. So that one, that one was still like a brick. Cell phones re- weren't really small, like the size you would think of as a normal flip phone um, until 1989 with the Motorola MicroTac. And that was a flip phone. Um, can you tell Motorola was leading the market at this point? <laughs> yeah. In 1991, cell phone technology converted from analog to digital. And this was the second generation that we talked about uh, earlier, 2G. So that was in 1991. And again, if I try to explain exactly how that works, the difference between analog and digital, both of us would get, both you, the listener, and I would get tired and confused. Um, so there are a lot of complex things involving waves, protocol, and data. Just check out the links um, in the show notes if you're interested. The more relatable thing, you know, <laughs> is uh, the first text message was sent in 1992 by a guy named Neil Papworth. And the first message was, Merry Christmas. I mean, that's very cheery and happy. Yeah. In 1996, Nokia released the first cell phone with internet access. It also had a keyboard, which was a first, and it was called the Communicator 9000. I feel like that'd be something you'd see on Star Trek, the Communicator 9000. Some say the T-Mobile Sidekick uh, was the first to have the keyboard, but that's actually not true. Um, And the keyboard, cell phone keyboard, that's that's a big paradigm shift. Before that, you had T9. And that's where you press the numbers a certain number of times to get certain letters. And it's it's pretty frustrating. I remember doing that when I was in elementary school and when my mom was driving, I would text for her and I'd have to press the buttons a certain number of times. It is so frustrating. It is. But Nokia, we talk about Nokia, a lot of Gen Zs, Zoomers, don't realize how big Nokia was. Um, they were they were big in the 2000s too, not just the 90s. Yeah. Um, some other honorable mentions in the progression of the cell phone include the Sonyo SCP-5300, uh, and it was released through Sprint in 2002, and this was the first phone with a camera. That's pretty impressive. And, like, the camera was garbage. I believe it was about 600 by 800 pixels. Oof. Um, but, you know, you got to crawl before you can walk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was also the Motorola Razor, uh, which is... That was pretty popular for how thin it was. And we'll talk about, you know, kind of the new one mm. a little bit later. So there was another phone at the time called the BlackBerry. Now, some people don't realize how popular that was. It The BlackBerry helped to create the whole texting obsession. And we bring this up because it conflicted with the elephant in the room, the iPhone. The iPhone was first released in 2007. And it is necessary to mention that the iPod has actually been around since 2001. Uh, but it looks more like what we would refer to now as the iPod Nano. The original iPod actually didn't have a touchscreen. Uh, it was, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It was pretty much music yeah. and then mm-hmm. not not a whole lot beyond music. Uh, I believe the iPhone uh, created the notion of the smartphone as we know it. Um, it. It really started with the wave of the touchscreen phone. It was one of the first successful touchscreen phones that didn't have problems with the screen. And, uh, you know, Apple was also getting into some deep water with the the iPhone having some with having having easy Internet connection like the other one had Internet connection. The the Nokia we talked about before, 
but that was for pretty advanced people if you know what i mean yeah the phones really transformed i mean modern phones it's pretty much like a camera with internet connection and oh by the way you can call people if you need to yeah um one thing my dad points out is that like the the phone really becomes it became addictive when it started having a camera like he always points out that there's so many ways to get to the camera because i know this is just i don't know if anyone else experiences this problem but he always just whenever he like accidentally touches his phone or accidentally presses a button, it's always on the camera. In 2008, Apple introduced their App Store. It started with 500 applications. A few months later, Android created their own, starting with 50 apps. So I can see a little competition boiling. I see that. Soon after, the BlackBerry App World came out. And uh, skipping ahead to the iPhone 4S which had Siri. Uh, this mm. is this is important because the first AI personal assistant uh, was created by DARPA in 2002. That's kind of creepy. We talked about them in the internet ep- uh, episode. Again, you can listen to that. Uh, explain what DARPA is. It's Defense, Defense Ad- Advanced Research Projects Agency. So they're pretty much the government doing a bunch of futuristic stuff. Um, but when it was... when siri it wasn't called siri when it was a government project it was called pal which stands for personal assistant that learns and apple acquired this technology from a startup called siri and used it in their iphone in 2008 now we have alexa google home and cortana think about all the things you can do now on your phone you can text call take pictures you can facetime you can pay with apple pay actually you can email as a calculator oh yes that's weather convenient. uh I'm sure there's an exhaustive list somewhere. Uh, I connect to YouTube and learn just about anything. And uh, also Google Maps as well. And let's give the the microphone and the speaker some credit. Like we talk about phone microphones and speakers being trash, but the microphone is actually about the same size. It's about the size of a quarter. And the speaker is actually about the size of a dime. That's impressive. In the early 2010s, 4G came along as the next generation of speed. And on paper, 4G uh, can actually reach up to 40 megabits per second. I know if you've seen um, speeds higher than that on an internet test, that's because you probably have 4G LTE, which is, it's different. It can be thought of as generation 4.5, sort of, um, because I think the thing that separates generation from generation is there needs to be a hardware difference in the phone. And by the way, 4G LTE stands for long-term evolution, and in theory... Uh, 4G LTE can have speeds of up to 86 megabits per second. Much faster. Yeah, and uh, so that's a next level up in speed, but not as much as 5G. Now, 5G takes us into the future of phones. And if your phone says 5GE, that is just fake. That is not real 5G because your phone can't change from 4G to 5GE because it needs to have special hardware. There are a good amount of 5G phones out there. Just look for 5G at the end of the name or as as advertised. Just make sure, like Robert said, it's not 5GE. And uh, to to carry more information, 5G signal, they need to be, the signals need to be higher frequency. And these higher frequencies drop off quicker. Hence, more 5G towers are needed and they need to be closer together. Um, Still, 5G speeds are obnoxiously fast. We're talking up to... Uh, two two gigs per second. Dang. So there's a there's a Marquez Brownlee video. I think I'm pretty sure I have it linked. If not, I can put it in the show notes. 
um, of he downloaded a Stranger Things episode in four seconds. Ooh. He says you can download a season in 30 seconds. Not bad at all. Yeah. Um, But if you look at the electromagnetic spectrum, the higher frequency means 5G phone signals are getting, are inching closer and closer to microwaves. And this stuff, I would imagine, is doing something to you. I mean, I don't feel exactly comfortable with all these, you know, towers and stuff around with the 5G, waves, the yeah. waves. And there are some medical studies on it, but I mean, that's not totally history of the cell phone. So that there's a link to a medical study, correct, in the show notes. And so you can check that out if you like, but we'll, we'll just leave it at that. And actually, while I was doing research, I saw an ad for a virtual conference for developers about 6G. 6G? We just oh, we just got 5G. Like, we don't even fully have 5G yet. Correct, yeah. <laughs> and if you've seen, like, have you seen, uh, so Marcus Brownlee, we talked to him just um, a moment ago. He's going bananas over foldable phones. Yeah, foldable phones. I think we watched that episode together, right? Or yeah, watched we're, it with Dad. We're, he's doing a bunch of foldable phones. Like, he's doing reviews. He's... And he's really the only person I know of who's talking about foldable phones. Well, so foldable phones are interesting because these phones, unlike the ones in the past, these have a touch screen. And so you have to We're worry about... We're going back to flip phones. Yeah, it's weird because we are going back to flip phones almost. But with the touch screen, you have to work with the hinges a certain way to make sure that the screen doesn't break and it works. Yeah. And it seems quite difficult. The ones out now are kind of junky, but, you know, the first generation's always going to be that way. Yeah. Speaking of generations, slightly different kind of generation. Cell phones are a big generational thing. Most people in my generation were never really old enough to know life before smartphones. We may have experienced a taste of the flip phone, like Robert and I did, but still, for the most part, having access to this technology has always been a part of life. Just like we don't know anything other than a post-9-11 world. And enough about that. If you do have any questions or if you're just interested in learning about that, you can listen to episode 16 if you're interested. And uh, I'm getting a flip phone when my... I currently have an iPhone 5. And I'm getting a flip phone when that dies. I'm going OTG off All the right. grid. You, you do that, man. Because, like, corporations... Not corporations. Companies. Whoever's not spying on me, but, like... I don't, they're not directly hurting me by keeping tabs on me, but I kind of think of it this way. So, like, my bathroom walls are opaque, and I want my phone to be the same way. Like, I have nothing serious to hide, but privacy is nice. You know what I mean? This is why people call me OK Zoomer. Yeah, some days I I feel like that, and some days I'm really thankful for my phone, especially Google Maps. I tend to get lost pretty easily but that's a sacrifice you've got to be willing to make to go off the grid yeah we could have our own paper maps that'd be pretty Mm. cool well regardless cell phones have come a long way and they have become integrated with the daily lives of millions and even billions around the world can you believe some countries even have more cell phones than people it's amazing and whether good or bad cell phone innovation is not slowing down anytime soon If you have any questions or comments about the information provided in this episode, please contact us at thehistoryof365 at gmail.com. Have a blessed day. And you've got to promise me something. Never stop learning.